You're listening to Mind Body Boss with Michelle Stevenette, episode 26, Body Love. Welcome to Mind Body Boss. This is the podcast for people who know our minds and bodies are connected, they affect one another, and the more we learn how they operate, the more we get to be the boss of our life experience. I'm your host, Michelle Stevenette. Well, hello, friends. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Michelle Stevenette, uh, your health and life coach. And we're in the thick of the holiday season right now. And it's been super fun. I don't know about you guys, but we've had some really enjoyable gatherings and parties. And it's been really nice. I'm enjoying it a lot. And being in the middle of the holidays right now, I know there are a lot of you out there that might have some mental drama about all the food and the treats and all of the events um, be coming up this month. And you might be anticipating gaining a few pounds because many of us do, and you might be kind of dreading it. And I know this because that's how I've operated the majority of my life. So today I want to talk a little bit about loving our bodies through the Christmas season and not just not just during the holidays, of course, but about caring for our bodies throughout our lives. And I realize that this idea of loving your body might sound so far out there. Like if you are like me and have hated your body, which by the way, I don't anymore. It's such a relief, but I did. I used to hate my body. And I know for many of you, the thought of loving your body might seem so completely foreign and just out there. So I'm not going to try to ask you to pretend that you love something that you don't. And so for the purposes of today's discussion, um, I'm just going to nudge you to think about your body maybe a little differently, more in a way of having maybe some concern for the well-being of your physical body or what other kind of version of care for your body that feels true and good for you. So we're going to talk about being just more aware of what actually serves our bodies And how to have the desire and how to have the will to do the things that are supportive from a place of care and love. Because it is rather common for us to experience, especially this time of year, sort of the burning the candle from both ends. And we do tend to take our bodies and our health for granted. And we just assume that our body should keep up with us and all the things that we need to do and we think we need to do. And it's really easy for us to end up relying on things that don't really serve us, like a lot of extra sugar or caffeine or not enough sleep or in just lots of different small ways, we might start abusing our bodies. And over time, it really adds up. And not only do we sometimes just do these little unsupported things to kind of not care or sort of abuse for our bodies in little ways, we might not be taking actions that really support our bodies and really care for our bodies. So why might you want to treat your body differently than you currently do? I'm not here to preach that you should be doing anything differently, but I do want you to notice what you're doing and determine for yourself if what you're doing is what you want to be doing, or if you want to be doing something differently, maybe you don't. But if you do have some mental drama about food or about your body or about putting on weight or having low energy or anything like that, if you want to be experiencing something different then listen up. I do have some thoughts and ideas that I think might really help you out. So we really do only have one body to live in. That's it. We get one body and the body, the experience we have in our body 
is affected by everything we do, right? It's part of everything that we do. Our body is us. And over time, you we can start to really see how little things really do add up. Sometimes it's in our favor and sometimes it's not. Time really does have a way of magnifying all of the small things done or not done consistently. So skipping one workout or eating a few cookies one time really doesn't make a huge difference, right? And so this is how our mind sells us on the small things not being a big deal, right? But a small thing done one time and then again and again and again, just once, but again, oh, just one more time, but again, it adds up over time. And so this is true for supportive actions, but it's also true for things that are not supportive to us. So one workout isn't going to change your body, but one workout done consistently over time absolutely will. None of us become strong or weak overnight. It all takes time and consistency. And this is, I'm not telling you anything you don't know, but this is honestly one of the biggest principles of truth that it's, it almost feels like a secret because it is so simple. Um, Brooke Castillo, she's the founder of the Life Coach School. She has a podcast, um, episode 209, where she teaches something she calls the minimum baseline, which I find really powerful. You might want to go listen to that episode. But in a nutshell, this is kind of my summary. Um, she's talking about determining a minimum for anything that you're wanting to do so that you begin thinking of yourself as someone who does that thing. So she uses the example of exercise. So if you're someone who never exercises and you would like to become someone who exercises or you know you'd like that to be part of your life, she suggests that you set a really low minimum, like five minutes, (laughs) even done just like a couple times a week. And in the beginning, you're like, well, that's stupid. It's not going to do anything, right? But in the beginning, the goal is not about the benefits of exercise. It's about becoming someone who exercises. It's about thinking of yourself as someone who exercises. And when you do this consistently, even if it's just five minutes, then over time, and that's the critical ingredient, over time, you become a different person. You have become someone who is honoring your commitment to you and becoming an exerciser. You are beginning to think of yourself as someone who is an exerciser, even if it's just for five minutes. And then over time, you change your minimum. But the minimum is just something that you know you can commit to. So I know that anything we choose to do consistently, even if it's just once a week, it totally grows over time. Um, One way that I've seen this is with my son. He uh, took drum lessons growing up. And so for many, many years, he would have once a week drum lessons. And I know that there were, over the years of his drum lessons, there were many weeks that he did not practice. But he still went to his weekly lessons. And sometimes he practiced, sometimes he didn't. But he still went to his weekly lessons. And over time, years, he became an excellent drummer. So even something done just once a week, it totally adds up over time. And again, it can work in our favor, but it also can work in ways that don't serve us. All right, so how do you get the will or the desire to do whatever it is that you want to do or that you think you should do? Willpower 
is something that always runs out. <laughs> so I'm not a big fan of using willpower for things that we want long-term. Willpower is good for short-term things like a, like a race or something that has an ending point or a short-term goal. But when it comes to something for your overall health throughout your life, I would not recommend accessing willpower because it will totally run out. It always does. Eventually, willpower runs out. It's limited. So how do we get results we want without engaging in willpower? Here's the secret. (laughs) We have to enjoy what we're doing. It's not really a big secret, but we have to enjoy what we're doing, right? Our small supportive actions have got to be connected to pleasure. We have to enjoy it or we're not going to want to do it, right? So having um, the physical result that you want is not about obsessing over anything. It's not about obsessing over food or calories or never missing a day at the gym. That's not what it's about. The obsessing part is the willpower. You don't need to do that. What it is about is believing that you matter and actually you want to do things that support you. It's about choosing to want it. And this might sound selfish (laughs) because we're saying I'm going to choose things that are pleasurable and that I want, right? And I get that. I understand why. But I have found that really, truly the best way that I can serve and give of myself freely and lovingly is when I am cared for too. And I'm the only one who can do that for me. It's really interesting how easy it is for us to neglect or ignore our own bodies because we do have other things going on that seem more important or even noble. And we think that caring for our own physical well-being is nice and all, but it's just not making the top of the list, right? Because we have real things that are pressing and calling for our attention and our bodies are just expected to come along for the ride and function well. We just, we just take them for granted, right? Until something isn't really working well and we try all the quick fixes but that never really solves for the real problem. And we can only stay there for so long, really. So imagine with me for a minute that you were put in charge of taking care of somebody else's body, like their physical well-being is your job. And this is somebody who you love. Okay. This is not too big of a stretch for moms when you think about caring for your little kids or your babies and you are in charge of their little bodies. But think about somebody that you might really love and if you were in charge of taking care of their body, how would you take care of their body? So think about what food and water, what types of things would you have them put inside their body? How much sleep would you want them to get? How much sunshine or exercise would you recommend for them? Um, If their body was ill or maybe disabled in some way, you would probably have some compassion and kindness or just overall patience for that condition. And you would find ways to support that and help them. And if they are uncomfortable in some ways, and you'd help them get the rest they need if they're sick, right? What if their body was addicted to something, a substance or even just to food? How might you address that? if you're in charge of their body. You'd probably have lots of love and kindness and compassion and you would be very gentle and gradual in helping them take steps towards recovery or towards living in more supportive ways, right? Um, 
what kinds of thoughts would you have about their body? You love this person, and what if their body is imperfect? Are you mean to them about their imperfections? Probably not, right? But we do this to ourselves all the time. What if this person that you care about is aging? What kind of thoughts are you going to have about the aging process? You're not going to have any drama about it. It would just be, yeah, this is a process of life. We're just going to accept this. And yes, we're going to choose things that might help with prevention of disease or to help maintain the ability to function and feel well. But there wouldn't be any drama about it, right? So what if this person's body that you are in charge of, this person that you care about and you care about their well-being, what if this person's body was yours? It's your body. Because that's really the truth. We are in charge of our bodies. And can we treat our bodies as though they belong to someone we love? What would it look like? Maybe you would drink more water or find some ways to move your body or to stretch during the day. Maybe it's winding down a little earlier at night to allow your body to get a full night's sleep. Maybe it's finding new ways to eat foods that you know are nourishing so you can enjoy them more and get more of them into your body. In fact, when, I, when my kids were little, I wanted to make sure that they would have a good experience with vegetables because I'd heard so many people say how their kids are picky eaters. And so I used to add sugar <laughs> to the water that I was cooking, that I was steaming vegetables in, and then I would butter them up and salt them up so that they would be nice and sweet and a little salty and buttery. And my kids have always loved their vegetables. And then, of course, I don't cook with sugar in my vegetables anymore, but that's one way that I helped my kids to have good experience with vegetables. So there's a little little trick. Whatever you need to do to get those vegetables in your body, even if you have to add something not so healthy with it, like find ways to get the nourishing foods in you. Um, maybe it's taking a few minutes to be still each day, just to let your mind pause and reconnect to yourself and to your priorities. Maybe this person that you love and the body you're taking care of, maybe you would choose intentional thoughts about your body like, this is a human stomach, (laughs) rather than any negative self-talk that might be sort of the unintended default that's happening. Maybe you have thoughts like, my body is working. Maybe it's slowing down when it's time to eat. You slow down, you chew your food and allow yourself a few minutes give yourself some time to be nourished without rushing that's actually a really important way to get the most out of our food so as you start to take care of your body from a place of care for your well-being because you do matter i promise your body will thank you i like to think of my body as sort of like my little buddy it's my companion in life it's along for the ride and it's always operating the best it can given its circumstances from day to day and it's it's sort of like a complicated little house plant that i'm in charge of nurturing and caring for and the better i can take care of my body the better it can serve me so over time all of those small things done consistently add up to giant results. It's like that saying that small hinges swing big doors. 
So just like no one gets strong overnight, no one gets weak overnight either. And who we are and who we are becoming is always made up of thousands of little acts that are fueled from thoughts and feelings that we have every single day. And boy, they sure add up. All right, so let's treat our body as though it belongs to someone we love. That's what I have for you this week. I'll be back again next Wednesday. Thanks for being here. Hey, thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, would you mind sharing it with your friends and maybe even leave a review to help others find this podcast? That would just be terrific. For information about working with me, please visit my website, michellestevenet.com. That's michelle, S-T-E-V-E-N-E-T-T.com.